uh, you hear them make very, very clearly that they don't know who's going to get hit. But when they get hit on that ship, boy, is it going to blow up. This is going to be this is going to be a catastrophic event to hear about. So uh, after they kind of uh, have moved out of earshot, I'll kind of share with the others what I picked up on that. Um, okay. And then I'll say like we should really warn those uh, those Dragonborn and the IHA about what's potentially going down here because it's going to be big. Uh, Bertram, you actually know uh, of an individual who's part of a different crime organization. His name is um, Davis. He's pretty straight and narrow for the most part. Um, you just know that he's been doing work for um, crime lord named uh, Petrid. Uh, and Petrid, from what you guys know, uh, especially you, Dirk, you actually have had some serious interaction with him and his goons. Um, he is like the most unlikely crime lord. In addition to that, you know that there are IDs, or identification tokens, uh, that are used in the city of Agalthia. And one of his big specialties that's keeping his crime organization running is that he's been able to steal and repurpose these for other people to identify who you actually are. So, to make things simple, he is the only place you could get a fake ID. Uh, it's 28. For his hit points. If his hits points less. Mm-hmm. Put me to sleep. <laughs> 28. Okay, yeah. He uh, yeah, he goes out. He's out. He's asleep. He drops off the roof. Oh, and, no. And hits headfirst down on the ground. His mm. neck just snaps. Oh, no. And he crumples to the ground. Oh. He, he is, there is no way he is alive. What are you three doing here? Oh, Petrid, we were looking for you. Um, Silence, fool. You thought I wouldn't catch you trying to steal from me. Petrid knows. Petrid always catches them. Davis is a smart boy. He came and told me right away. Sweet homes, come out and play. And the door that opened in the dark you see a shadowy creature crawl up. And it leaps at Davis. The four goons holding Davis leap back as they see it. And you see before you black panther-like creature with six limbs and tentacles. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) You see before you the gruesome image of a displacer Mm. beast. Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Aaron. I'll be playing Bertram Dergstride, human bard. And over to you, Bronson. I'll be playing as Adam Vadova, the rogue wizard. Nick? And I am Nick. I'm playing Dirk Vilgoth, the human male arcane trickster. Over to you, DM. All right, uh, I am Raceland, your DM tonight, and uh, yeah, today we're getting into the first round of combat in Dice Heist here. It's looking kind of sticky and a little bit unsafe. Uh, We're going to start off right away. Uh, Nick actually informed me last game session that he wanted to uh, do something real quick during uh, our big baddie Petrid's monologue, Uh, and I okayed that, so uh, he has a few things that he's going to do during that time. So I'm just going to have him explain that real quick for us before we roll for initiative. As mentioned in last session, I cast Mage Hand Legitimane very uh, quietly, and it wasn't noticed. And so that's near me. And then during Petrid's monologue, I also dismissed my familiar Zed and made him reappear here in the warehouse up in the rafters keeping an eye on us I'm having him look out over us okay cool alright so uh, give me one second and then we're going to have you guys roll for initiative go ahead and roll it yourselves and I will ask for it here in a moment once I get 
something open for me. Uh, we'll start with Adam. Uh, what did you get? That's a big fat 11. 11, okay. All right, that's that's pretty pretty awful. Okay, uh, Bertram, what'd you get? <laughs> it's average, uh, okay? <laughs> I got a 22. Ooh. Yeah, that that's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Dirk, what'd you got for us? 14. 14, yeah, see that? That's not quite garbage, so. <laughs> it's not like that 11. I don't know who, what idiot got that. Screw you, screw you guys. <laughs> so let's kind of give an overview of what you guys see when you guys are in here on round one, okay? So the three of you are standing by the door uh, to the front of the warehouse. The warehouse is about a 60 by 60 square. Um, you guys are kind of in the middle of that 60 feet on the front side of it. And then up above you, there is a labyrinth of catwalks. And actually, now that the lights are on, you can actually see this very strange crane that kind of is scooting around the catwalks um, and is using them to kind of move around. It seems like there's some sort of arcane aspect to it, uh, and it looks super high-tech. So you're guessing that this has come from the city of Adelphia. In addition, you see directly in front of you, about 40 feet ahead, the Displacer Beast, who is chowing down on your once acquaintance, Davis. So sad he died last time. Oh, well. Uh, then, <laughs> about 20 feet from then, you see the door that you guys escaped from the back room. And they are kind of just chilling there. They all have light crossbows drawn and are getting ready to start plucking away at you. Okay? How many? Uh, and there are four of them. Okay. Okay? Uh, they look pretty meagerly dressed. They have these weapons and... Uh, you also notice that they have short swords at their sides. They're armed and they're ready for business, but it looks like they're staying away from that displacer beast because he's a he's a doozy. Uh, so let's go ahead and we're gonna move on to the beginning of initiative here. So first off, we're starting off on a 22 with Bertram Dirge Stride. Um, I'm gonna just kind of take a step back so my two friends are between me and a certain death. Okay, so yeah, your your back is like right up against that fucking door. Okay. You say uh, all those archers are within about 20 feet of one another? Uh, I would say. I would say. Okay. Stupidly, but I would say. <laughs> I guess I'll just start out telling my good friend, Dirk. Well, Dirk, I think we have a problem here. Um, steady up, and uh, I'll uh, give him a bardic inspiration as a bonus action. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Draw my rapier and keep my back to the door. Cool, cool. All right, yeah, sounds good. So you're just prepping up. Uh, did you want to prep an action of any sort? I don't have a lot of things I can do from a distance other than okay. spells that uh, aren't in a great spot right now. Okay, no problem. Sounds good. All right, we'll move on from that. Gave your bardic inspiration to our friend Dirk. And then we move on, and the four bandits get a chance to fire off their shots at you. So we're going to say the two of you... Adam and Dirk are standing out in front. So they're going to fire two shots at each of you between the four. Okay. Uh, so real quick. Holy shit. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, Dirk. What's your AC? 16. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter because I rolled it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I know. You were just like, oh shit. So I'm like, whoever's name you says next is not going to fucking. <laughs> I feel <laughs> bad. I really do. Ugh. It's only right. he's got three he's got three crits himself. This is maybe like a That's bit of that's a true. He kind of deserves <laughs> this crit, I think. <laughs> I mean, none of them were combat crits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you only take 7 points of damage from that crit though. Okay, that's not too bad. And then uh, Adam, what is your AC real quick? 13, sir. Okay. Yeah. The totals added together do not equal 13. <laughs> Yikes. So we got those four hits. All right, so then, then as soon as they do that, they begin reloading and they actually scatter, okay? So the four of them kind of scatter around and they're actually going towards different barrels and crates that are scattered around the room. Uh, they're trying to get some sort of partial cover behind them so that they can fire from you and hopefully the Displacer Beast from attracting towards them. So after they are done, we move on to Dirk. Okay. Our any of the archers still within 20 feet of each other? You know, I'm going to roll a lock check, see if they ever, they fucked up. I rolled a nat one. There are three of them within 20 feet of each other. Okay. I'm going to attempt to cast sleep on that area. 
on that cluster <laughs> of idiots. Yeah, on that cluster of idiots. 28. So you affect 28 points worth of... Starting with the smallest. Yeah. Okay, so starting with the smallest. Okay, so we'll say that actually succeeded very well. Uh, you successfully knock out two of them nice. out of those three. So two of them just kind of pass out. Their crossbows just sitting right on top of those crates. There's one more that seems to get a little bit drowsy, and he starts to slump a little bit, and then he smacks himself in the face. He's like, mm, no. <laughs> and he points it back up, and he's like, I'm fucking coming after you. And he points at you. Okay. He saw that bullshit. Okay, so there's that. Uh, and then was there anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh, yeah, so I still have movement. I still have my bonus action because I have a rogue. Um, how, how far away from me is the, is the archer that did not go to sleep? We'll say he's still 60 feet away from me. He's a distance. Okay. I'm going to move my mage hand in that direction as my bonus action. Uh, so that moves 30 feet. Okay. And then I'll draw my rapier and prepare for the impending attack of that displacer beast. Sounds good. Sounds good. So you're just kind of holding your movement. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move up actually with my uh, mage hand. So I'll move like towards the middle of the room. Okay. So you move up. You'll be ten feet away from the displacer. Is that okay? Or do you want to move off to one side towards? Because we'll say that uh, the archer that's left, he's like off towards the left. Okay. So you can move you can move thirty feet in that direction. You're like twenty feet away from the displacer beast. We'll say. So I can move forty feet. So I'm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I just know you said your uh, your mage hand can only move thirty. Right. So yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah go more off to the side of the. Okay. We'll say you're like twenty five from the displacer. Okay. Sure. Sound good. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you move forty. You're like. You're 20 feet away from your target. Okay. That you were talking about. Okay. Okay. All right. So we move on to Adam Baduva. You're up next on 11. Uh, how close am I to the closest enemy? Uh, closest enemy is that fucker uh, named the Displacer Beast directly in front of you, 40 <laughs> feet away. Okay. Let me double check the. All right. Well, okay. As my free action, I'm going to draw my rip here. Mm-hmm. As my bonus action, I'm going to start my blade song. Okay, cool, cool. I will read that off off real quick for those that aren't aware of what it does. Please do. Please read it for our listeners. Here we go. So starting at second level, you can invoke a secret, usually elven magic, called the Blade Song. Provided that you aren't wearing medium or heavy armor or using a shield, it graces you with supernatural speed, agility, and focus. Uh, bonus action lasts for a minute. It ends early if I'm incapacitated or if I don medium or heavy armor or a shield, uh, or if I use two hands to make an attack with a weapon. So in this case, it's a rapier, one-handed. I can dismiss it at any time without an action. It gives mm-hmm. a plus one bonus to my AC equal to my intelligence modifier, which is currently three. Uh, my walking speed increases by 10 feet. I have advantage on dexterity acrobatics checks. And I gain a bonus to any constitution saving throw to uh, make or maintain concentration on a spell. That bonus is equal to my intelligence modifier. I can use this feature up to twice. I can regain all expended uses when I finish a short or long rest. Okay. So cool. So you are in your plate song. Can you kind of like tell us what that looks like for you? Like, does anything cool happen when that happens? Yeah. So the gauntlet kind of pops out and you can see like, I can best describe it in modern terms as like a screen of options that kind of pop out of the gauntlet itself. And he kind of scrolls through it real quick until he selects Bladesaw. And upon doing that, he's just, he's filled with like just an energy that he didn't have before. Whether it is something that's affecting him like physiologically or in some sort of like arcane nature is kind of up for grabs. Um, not a lot visually happens other than you kind of see like shake, like a shiver just went up his spine. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. So yeah, Adam gets all hyped up for this shit and moves on in. All right. Uh, what else are you doing with your turn? Cause that was your bonus action, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see if I can cast uh, or frostbite. Okay. Okay. So it's 60 foot range. I'm going to target the displacer beast, cast frostbite. Uh, the target must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 1d6 cold damage, and it has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. 
Okay, so uh, bad news for you. <laughs> uh, his constitution saving throw was a 19. Yeah, that's yeah, that's well done. Um, I will use my movement to move as far away from <laughs> said displacer beast as possible <laughs> after seeing that my frostbite did literally nothing to it. <laughs> okay, so are you going to move like to a back corner of this warehouse? Or you, because like if you move straight back, you have like maybe five feet and you're hugging the door with your buddy Bertram right now. Whatever the farthest distance is, that's where I will go. So you can kind of move like laterally towards a corner okay. and get maybe like 60 feet away from it. You got it. But like, you're literally going to be cowering in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> is, are there objects in between me and the Displacer Beast yet? Uh, you, you can hide behind some crates if you want. As long as I can get normal vision on it and like maybe like, yeah, hide behind something, I'd, I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, you, you, you can get normal vision with partial cover. We'll cool. See. All right. Okay. So we, we can just do that. That's fine. All right. Uh, all right. So then uh, I believe next up, uh, I actually made a mistake. I meant to do something on initiative 20. So we're just going to do it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, you remember that crane I mentioned? Yeah. yeah. The arcane crane? That arcane crane. Yeah. You know that? That that we're going to call uh, is going to be a lair action for this warehouse. Oh, no. What? So... Let's have Fuck. some fun here. Uh, and let's roll my d6 to see what happens. All right, cool. Uh, so I roll four. Uh, the crane mains it makes an attack roll. On a hit, the target is grappled and is raised up in the air. As an action, on a DC 20 athletics or acrobatics check, will free them. If they are not freed, my next uh, the next lair action... They will be dropped 40 feet before the claw attacks oh again. So Who let's roll targeting? randomly to see which one of you it goes after. <laughs> oh, we'll go man. one and two for uh, Bertram, three and four for Dirk, and five and six for Adam. But seven and eight for the Displacer Beast? <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll, say, we'll say that seven and eight on my D6 will be Displacer Beast, okay? Okay, that's all I ask. Thanks. You know, this is so bizarre. I just rolled an eight. I don't know how. Oh, wait. I forgot. I'm just stupid. Okay. It's a five. No! So you do have partial cover, so I'm going to give you that, that uh, plus two to AC there. Okay. Uh, so what's your AC with plus? I mean, your AC is pretty good right now, I'm pretty sure, with your Blade Song. And, and plus the partial cover, so. Exactly. So it's 13 normally. I get three from my intelligence modifier, making it uh, 16. And then if whatever partial cover adds. I think it just adds two. So we'll, I'll just give you two. So 18 is what I got to hit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, oh, God. I rolled. I rolled. 10. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> plus eight. Oh, what? what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I rolled a five plus five. I'm Shit. You. It's funny. All right. So, yeah. Uh, this claw comes jutting down straight down at you, and you jump back as it smashes directly into that uh, crate that you were standing behind and just comes up, and the crate's just disintegrated, and you no longer have partial cover, but okay. it missed you, so you're good there. Right. Yeah, at least it missed me. Fuck. So that was the lair action that was supposed to happen a while ago, but that was fun. All right. Uh, next, it's the other terror of the game. The Displacer Beast. Was there anything interesting in the crate? Uh, would you like to spend your action making an investigation check to check? No. I, I'm <laughs> no, no. No, you didn't see anything important. I'm just not. No. There was nothing important in there was, that you I saw. I was more so asking for him because he would have been the one that would have seen it. Yeah, um, you didn't see anything important in there. Just kind of looks like random goods, clothing and whatnot. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, it is the Displacer Beast's turn. He is going to probably fuck some shit up, but let's see. Maybe not. So I'm going to roll to see randomly if he is still munching on our friend Davis. I'm going to say that on a three or less on this D6, he's still munching. And it rolled off the table, so I'm going to roll again. Come on, Davis. And that's a two. Yes. So this man is still getting munched on, so you guys are safe from the Displacer Beast this round. Uh, But there's no more arms on this round. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Got it. Yeah. It's a literal... (laughs) a bloody mess. Fuck. All right. Uh, so next up, we are back at the top of the initiative order with Bertram Durstrad. I'm going to uh, echo my same remarks, but this time to Adam, using the second bark inspiration. Sounds good. Sounds Technically good. Technically my third for the in-game For day. the day. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take a bit of my own inspiration from uh, Dirt 
and uh, those two. So there was a group of three and then two bowmen, right? So uh, going- there's actually uh, there's three that were in a group and then one that was off by himself. Because there's only there's only four of them. Yeah, two of them are down and there's just two left. Are those two that are still um, conscious? How far away are they from one another? They are on opposite ends of the uh, the building, right? Three of them ran off to the left, and one of them ran off to the right. So, Gotcha. The guy that's by the two other sleeping people, I'm going to cast sleep in that area. Okay, no problem. Go ahead and roll that uh, 5d8. Not bad. 22. 22. Out like a light. There is literally only one of these assholes still around. Nice. Congrats, guys. Congrats. All right. Uh, was there anything else you want to do with your turn? I think you still have a movement left if you wanted to move. Um, I would, if there's any way I can make more space between me and the Displacer Beast, uh, that's <laughs> the only place I would like to move to. Okay, yeah, you can do what Adam did and kind of like move laterally to kind of hide behind some uh, some crates. Um, yep. Do you want to move I, in the direction that Adam did or the other direction? The other, uh, the other direction, but hopefully still within 30 feet of Adam, if possible. Okay, that's fine. So you're not going to be able to move too far. Uh, we'll say that you're only like 50 feet away from the Displacer Beast in that case. Cool. So you can stay within that 30 feet. Works for me. That's my turn. So that's your turn. Uh, then we move on to the one of the goons, and they're going to uh, still continue sleeping, except for the one that's off in the corner and terrified that you literally just put the rest of them to sleep. He rolls to hit, and he's actually going to shoot right at Dirk, because Dirk is kind of running across the, the field. Um, so, Dirk, what is your AC real quick? 16. 16. Okay, so... Ooh, you are a lucky son of a bitch. They just got a straight 15. Mm-hmm. So they missed you. You're good. Ooh. So he, he fires that shot, and then he uh, he begins to reload. And when he does, he kind of moves deeper into the, uh, the crates, and now he's kind of out of sight from you guys. All right, so that was 21. And now, uh, I know I screwed it up last time, but this is when the lair action is supposed to go off, so we're going to do that now. All right, so let's roll that. And I rolled a big fat six. Uh, And the crane seems to kind of position itself at the center of the room. And it does nothing as far as you can see. Hmm. We move on to Dirk. So first of all, I'm staying the hell away from that crane. Okay, yeah. It's it's like kind of almost like right over top of the Displacer Beast. That's like 25 feet away from you. Taking a quick look around, do I see like any controls for the crane? Is it like... Go ahead and make a investigation check that doesn't... It doesn't take up any of your action economy, though. Okay. We'll just see like what you see around you real quick. Uh, if you want to spend a full action looking, uh, I'll make your DC a little bit easier. But, um, yeah. Ten. <laughs> Ten? Okay, yeah. Uh, you can't quite find something. You're looking around. You're kind of like following the cables. Uh, and then you notice that the Displacer Beast growls at you. So you get distracted by your, your investigation. And you, you can't quite finish it without feeling terrified for your life. So, uh, yeah, go ahead with the rest of your turn. Okay. Does the Displacer Beast see me currently or is it still? Yeah, it, it's still munching. That was just more for flavor than it looked up for a second. You just like you heard it kind of like look up and growl. And then, like, went back to eating, but it was still, like, enough to disrupt your, your investigation. So. Can, I, can, I, can I attempt to attack it? Uh, yeah, go ahead, and I'm going to make you make a stealth check without taking up anything. I mean, we're just going to see, like, how quietly you're moving and seeing if, if you can move around it without it uh, getting it. So. 13. 13. Okay, we're going to say that, uh, let me check that. I'm going to check it's... Passive. Yeah, that's a close call. It's hard to say with that. Uh, but it does beat its passive uh, perception. So right. I, th- I think you're good there. So yeah, you, you beat its per- passive perception. So I'm going to sneak attack using Booming Blade. Uh, however, oh. as you jump in to do that, oh. Oh. you move in. I need you to make a deck saving throw. Oh, what did because you do? Because as a reaction... The crane moves towards you and drops directly uh-huh. between you guys. So if you pass this deck saving throw, you're able to dart underneath it without getting hitting you. If you fail, your movement will be halted. You are inspired still. Okay. okay. Uh, 16. 16? Okay. 
Yeah, you succeed on that deck saving throw. Uh, you are able to, you do a quick roll, and as you come up, you swing your rapier right in at it, right? It's a rapier. Yep. yep. Okay. So go ahead and make that attack roll for me. Uh, and you're actually making this a disadvantage. Okay. But do, does that cancel out the advantage that I would have had with the sneak attack? Uh, you wouldn't get advantage quite with the sneak attack that you're getting. Um, this if is I'm, more just if like... If un, an unseen attacker gets... That's true. You are... Uh, yeah. All right. I'll let you have that. That's fine. So you just have okay. regular attack. That's fine. Yeah, that's twenty. Twenty-two to hit will definitely strike this mad beast. So, so give me that that sweet sweet damage. That is correct. Yes. So this counts as your extra two d six. So fifteen damage, and then booming blade. So if it moves before my next turn. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so you still have uh, 15 feet of movement. Did you want to yeah. use that at all? Yeah, and I have the mobile feet, so after making the attack, I can without gauge. Okay, cool. So you are 15 feet away from it. Sounds okay. good. And then I'm actually going to use my uh, my cunning action to dash away the other 40 feet as I as I yell back to me, No, nah, no, nah, you can't get me. Cool. So that's... Uh, <laughs> You're literally, like, 55 feet away from it. Nice. <laughs> All right, cool. So it is very angry now and looking right at you. Um, it tries to swipe at you with its tentacles, but you literally jump right over them, and they miss you completely. Okay. And then if if I am able to, you know, further away, I am going to try to take partial cover if I get Okay, no problem. All right, so we move on, and we are up to Adam's turn. All right, so... Where's the? How far away is the closest enemy? How many feet? Uh, so your closest enemy is still the displaced beast. Okay. How many feet is that from me? That's fifty feet away. Okay. Okay. Is what we agreed. Okay. Is there another place I can find cover? Yeah, there's some other crates that you can try and hide behind if you want. I'm gonna try to move to those. If it's within uh forty feet, because of my blade song giving me the extra ten feet, mm-hmm. then I will take cover behind that. And uh, I will use my frostbite cantrip once again targeted at the Displacer Beast. Okay, go ahead and do that. That's a bit better. That's a bit better. Nice. A lot better. Okay. Uh, tw- dirty 21. Yeah, uh, I don't know what other kind of 21 there is, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could get if a natural 21. Natural be... <laughs> 21. There's going to be some serious downsides for you <laughs> cheating like that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let me see right. here. We've got... I just think it's just three points of damage. I don't think there's any added damage on top Ooh, of that. Uh, I'm sorry. You know what I just remembered? You're attacking the Displacer Beast, right? And it's a con saving throw, too. Yeah. It's a con saving throw. Okay. Yep. Not an attack roll. Uh, yeah, not an attack roll, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, so, ooh, hang on. Uh, with disadvantage, he rolled a one. Ooh. Or with advantage, I'm sorry. He oh. rolled a one and a two. Oh, so technically, it takes the two. So go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, that's uh, three points total. Okay. And uh, what was the other effects that affect him? I'm sorry. Uh, it says it has dis- disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Three cold damage. Suck it. Nice. Good job. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, just to be clear, the Displacer Beast, um, one of its key features is that it almost looks like it's phasing in and out of reality. Um, and it's almost like there's multiple instances of it at all times. So Adam trying to aim this up would try to time it to where it like It hits one of them. Right, right. Yeah, because it's almost like there's multiple there at all times. Which is why you had the you would have disadvantage on that roll. I see. And in this case, with a saving throw, Has advantage. you had advantage. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, however, because you hit him, so until the end of its next turn, which is going to be right away, um, so in the future, this will be more be- uh, more beneficial, but um, to the end of its next turn, that advantage and disadvantage that it gets is removed. So it's like Ooh. when you hit it with the ice, you know which one it is okay. for a turn. Okay. So it's like when it hits... You can see which one it is. You can you can tell the difference. Okay. Uh, but it's actually its turn again, uh, and it is pissed. 
aesthetically, uh, the gauntlet would pull up like a little menu again, just like in, in the previous spells. Uh, Vadova would select the proper one, and appearing about like a foot in front of his hand is where this like frostbite sort of ray starts from, and it just it just looks like he's shooting snow at this thing at incredible speeds. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like that. All right, so uh, this Displacer Beast is pissed, and it has a speed of 40, so it is going to take its turn and dash directly at Dirk <laughs> and is directly next to you right now. Okay. And it is super pissed off. Okay. All right, so, uh, yeah, it's right next to you, and that's it for its turn. Uh, however, it takes a D8 of damage from yep. your Booming Blade, I think, so go ahead and give me that damage. That's a one. <laughs> that's a one. Okay, yeah, that's that's uh, real hot. It, it seems like like as soon as it went to jump through, it could feel like the crackle of it, and it bamped. It bamped out of existence and bamped out back into existence beyond your booming blade, uh, kind of force field. So it barely got nicked by it. Right. All right. So uh, that was that, uh, and it's right next to you, threatening you, and we're up to Bertram. Hmm. There's aren't, there aren't any stairs in, in here, are there, to go up to the... You actually notice that there are stairs in the back corner that you can run to now that you're looking for them. Uh, they are about 60 feet from you, though. Okay. And at the top of the stairs, does it spit you out near the sleeping uh, guys or near the... Uh, the sleeping guys are actually down on the ground floor. Oh. Yeah, the sleeping guys, they were, they were just walking around within the warehouse. Uh, they had come out where Davis was. Gotcha. Brought out, and they kind of like dragged him out, and then when the displacer beast attacked, they kind of backed off. So, okay, but yeah. Uh, Bertram isn't can't do anything to that terrifying monstrosity, and cool, uh, cool. So he's going to dash. I'm going to take the dash action and try mm-hmm. to get as close to the second floor as I can. Okay, yeah, you can actually get right to the base of the stairs if you have what thirty feet of movement, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right at the base of the stairs, and uh, on your next turn, you can kind of move up to the catwalk. Okay. How far right. am I, just from my own knowledge, how far am I from the uh, Displacer Beast? Uh, currently, the Displacer Beast is, like, way off. Okay. So we'll say that you're you're a decent distance from it. I think you're, okay. like, 60 feet from it-ish at this point. Cool. Because um, so, it charged directly at Dirk, who was kind of, like, maneuvering away from you guys, we'll say, just, just for ease. Um, so yeah, you're at the base of the stairs. There's one more uh, of these goons left, and he's actually going to, as he sees you dart towards the stairs, he's going to take his shot for the round uh, from his crossbow at you uh, as you just kind of come into view uh, since he's been hiding behind some crates. Uh, and your AC is? 14. 14. Okay, so you're actually going to get hit for, uh, ooh, big number of damage. You take nine points of damage. <laughs> Can't do that three times. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then, sounds good. Uh, so yeah, you, you take a nice good hit to the shoulder. Um, it kind of grazes off of you, but it definitely cuts it. Isn't this some good quality music? This is Skirmish Epic, Deadly Contest, by Raphael Hofstetter, from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content, access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, 
the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice List. Sweet. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, next up uh, is the crane. <laughs> Le claw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's like a claw machine. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's going to reach down and it's going to try and grab one. So, actually, it's going to move directly toward Dirk and try and grab you. So, uh, what's your AC again? 16. I rolled a 17 on the top. Oh, fucker. Oh, Sorry. not minus two to hit. Oh, yikes. Yeah. All right, so you are grabbed by this crane, and it begins to kind of hoist you up. You are considered grappled, uh, and it is moving you. Okay? Oh, yikes. Uh, uh, on the next layer action, you have, will be brought up to 40 feet of height and dropped. <laughs> oh, yikes. So, uh, guess what? It's your turn now. What do you do? Okay. <laughs> Um, I know this might be a stretch logically, but can my familiar use the help action on me to try to escape? Um, describe to me how you want to do that, and I will tell you if it's beneficial. Okay. Because I can think of one way that would be super beneficial, but you kind of have to to do it right. Otherwise, right. it's not quite there. Because it's literally, it's just this giant metal claw gripping you tight. Right. So... If there's any cords or like uh, any like hoses or anything that be like hydraulic or electrical, I want uh, <clears throat> uh, Zed to try to use his beak and talons to try to uh, okay. damage it. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have you make an intelligence check okay. to be able to point those out to Zed to make sure like you because you have to know what's going on with the machine for it to make sense. Twenty one. All right. Okay, so yeah, 21, you successfully uh, do so. All right. Cool. Yeah, you point him directly at it, and he's able to, uh, yeah, you're like, pull that hose. You're not sure why you think that, but it literally it yanks that hose, and you have the help action with this. Uh, so go ahead and roll with an advantage. Okay. And this is? Uh, acrobatics or acrobatics. Acrobatics. either. Okay. But it's, it's a high DC, so... Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, that's not quite enough for you to wriggle out of it. So, that's a strong yeah. claw. Yeah. It is a very strong claw. That's unfortunately where I was setting it. So, all right. Um. So yeah, you really can't do much else with your turn unless you have like a spell you want to cast with your bonus action. Am I restrained or what? Yes, you are considered restrained. You cannot move. Okay. So, that's part of being grappled. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, okay. you can still do normal stuff, but you can't use movement zero. Okay. Yeah. And you used your action to try and break. So. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I could do with my bonus action is use my mage hand and well, try to try to use the mage hand to yank at the same uh, <laughs> the same uh, hose. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you can try and yank at a couple more hoses. Um, but I mean, you're not going to get much more out of it. You, right. you can pop one more hose off. You're not sure if it has any long-term effect, but it might. I'm actually going to determine how much long-term effect that has on this. Uh, it seems actually you'd be spitting and sputtering something out of it. So it's like it's almost dripping something. So. Okay. Well, that, that's that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, so you got, you've done something to it at least. So that works. Uh, and your movement is forfeited, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're going to move on to Adam now. All right. Okay. And this dis- this displacer beast, like, it hasn't really moved, right? Uh, it did. It moved from the center of the room towards Dirk last turn. Um, and it is currently right below. Okay. Um, 
How far away is he from me now, the displacer beast? Uh, we'll say he's still about 50 feet. Okay. I'm going to continue with uh, Ray of Frost, hopefully giving disadvantage against this dude. Con saving throw. All right. So first roll is a 12. Nice. Second is a 6. So I think he fails outright, that, right? Yeah, that's, that, that's a fail. What do you need? Uh, 13, right? Yeah, the spell save is 13 from my DC. Nice, cool. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it fails. So it has disadvantage on the attacks against uh, next attack or uh, the entire turn. And it takes a D6 cold, which would be five cold damage. Nice, okay, cool. Yeah, it takes five cold damage. Way to go. Um, And you can tell which one of the iterations of it it is now again. So there is now, like, just like the one side of the Displacer Beast just looks like uh, it's freezer burnt. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's, that's basically um, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's not looking too hot. I mean, it's it's still moving around. Like, it, it's just angry by that what you did. Right, right. Uh, now, does it affect his uh, entire round of attacks? Or does it only attack uh, affect his neck? It has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll. Okay, that's fine. I, I'll still count his natural attacks as a weapon attack. Is that, no. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it, uh, it has its tentacles. Um, and it is going to take a swing at Dirk directly above him with them. Uh, so the first one, disadvantage. Oh, wait, you were restrained, so he still has advantage on that. But do, do, I, do I get partial cover because I'm gripped by the claw? Yeah, I'll give you partial cover. So it's, so it's regular roll <laughs> with a plus two to AC. Okay, all right, let me roll it again because I rolled two last time. Okay. So I rolled 10, and he has a bonus of plus six. So 16, does that hit your plus two AC? No, because uh, I would be okay. at 18 with the plus two. <laughs> there we go, okay. Here's the second attack, this one at advantage. Oh, uh, yeah, because, yeah, my frostbite wore off. Yeah, so that's a 25. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're not going to take too much, I don't think. We can hope. That's a solid eight. That's eight damage. Oh, yeah. Could have been a lot worse. I mean, I mean, I'm about to take a bunch of fall damage, so... <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, but, yikes. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that turn, uh, and it is still kind of roiling. Uh, and as soon as it takes a w- uh, swipe at you, it kind of sticks around and is kind of waiting for you to drop again. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it seems like they've run this scam before. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's been trained for this. Uh, so, Bertram, you're up next. All right. I, I yell at Bertram, put the bitch to sleep. How much movement would it be to get to the catwalk from the stairs? I mean, along the stairs, we'll say it's like, we'll just say okay. it's one for one. We'll say it's uh, one. Are the stairs like covered or obscured from, is there any concealment or cover, I mean, from uh, between me, uh, uh, nearby between me and the archer? Uh, I can, I you could probably find partial cover. Okay. That's about all so I can So I can't do. make it to the top floor and save the day. <laughs> Gotta hopefully save the loss <laughs> and uh, uh, move over to behind that cover. I'm going to cast Sleep on the Displacer Beast. I'm going to try to position it in a way that it, it only the only thing in the 20-foot uh, radius sphere. I'm casting it at second level, so it would be 78. Be more than normal. 78? Okay. All right. Uh, 26. <laughs> no. You had to roll really high for that to work. Oh, my God. No. No, it does not work. I'm sorry. Uh... That was, oh, God, that's so painful to hear, though. Uh, you burn your one second-level spell. <laughs> like light but no. yawns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, yep. they're, exactly. There's, like, a late yawn, and it's like, what was that? You know, kind of looking around. I'm just going to swear to myself and just uh, try to take cover behind the cover here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you take cover, uh, and then we move on to our little grunt friends here. Uh, and the one is gonna he still has his crossbow um, and he only has eyes on you but he has uh, you have partial cover against him and actually you know what? I think I'm gonna give you three quarters cover because he's below you so okay. that would be I think that's uh, plus five to your AC effectively which is pretty good yeah so he's gotta roll real well to hit you that's, uh, that's only a uh, 16 so he misses you so it, it stinks uh, it sticks right into the bottom of the uh, the catwalk that you're on uh, so it's like poking up like between your feet as you're kind of crouching there. Uh, but yeah, it misses you still. Nice. Okay, uh, so that's it for them. Uh, they kind of like reload it and they kind of wander around the 
the warehouse a little bit further, trying to get away from you, too. Uh, now we're back up to dirt. Oh, shoot. No, we're not. We're up to the crane, mm-hmm. which is kind of dirt. Uh, so, Dirk, I'm going to give you a chance to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> be nice here. <laughs> be nice here. I'll let you mitigate 10 feet of damage here. All right. My bone. 20. That's a 20. Okay, yeah. You mitigate 10 feet. So you're only taking 3d6 of damage from this fall. Still probably going to knock me out. Fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 11 points of damage. Oh, I'm still up. I'm still up. Woo-hoo, there there you go. go. There you go. You're still up. Not by much. <laughs> My turn's before the Displacer Beast, right? Uh, it is your turn right now, actually. Okay. Uh, so you fall literally, like, directly towards it. You can actually start your turn, like, as you're falling if you want. All right. Yeah, as I'm falling, I'm going to try to make blade onto the... Splacer Beast right before I try to book it. Okay, so uh, you cannot get your sneak attack because there's no one within range. Right. And you won't have advantage on this roll. Right. Um, but I will not give you disadvantage on this. It'll be nice here because it's waiting directly under you. It wants to take a snatch at your, your face as soon as you fall down. So I'm going to give you straight up roll. And if you hit, you will deal the extra da- the same amount of damage that you took extra to this Displacer Beast. Nice. As you drive this rapier right into it. Six, eight, 18? 18, yep. It dives directly into its side yes. as you fall and you land directly on it and it stumbles and falls over with you. Dope. All right, so go ahead and roll that damage. Damage for my attack is 10. 10, okay. So you do a total of 21 damage to it. All right. So that's booming blade, so it sticks. Yeah. Uh, this creature is not looking good. It is kind of whimpering, um, and it is rolling on the ground a little bit. Um, are you going? To, you are technically prone when you fall. Okay. Are you going to take? Uh, so you have half movement. Right. So I'll use half of my movement to get up. So I have mm-hmm. twenty left. Yep. Uh, I made an attack. So mobile feet. I can get away without the attack. So twenty feet, and then cunning action another forty feet. So that's a total of sixty. Okay, I'm, so you're I'm, as far away from it as possible. Right, Mobile so here. I'm, I'm booking it towards Birch, wherever Bertram. Okay, so you head towards Bertram, uh, and you actually, you are directly, uh, not intentionally, uh, but just out of happenstance, directly next to the one uh, grunt who is still up. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, he looks as terrified as you do when you see him. Okay. Because <laughs> he sees you literally taking on this displacer beast like a fucking boss. <laughs> like, you, you got some cuts on you and shit, but you're still standing. Like, right. that's insane for him. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, that sounds like that's the end of your turn, so we're going to move on to Adam Baduda. All right. Uh, if it's still the basic 50 feet away from me, I am going to use Frostbite once again. Okay, and this uh, this is not made at advantage for him because you can tell which one it is. Dope. Ooh, okay. Uh, what was that DC again? Uh, DC would be... Ooh. I believe it's 13. 13. 13 yeah. Okay. He fails. Nice. Okay. So go ahead and add that. Give me that Give me that D6 and D6 uh, disadvantage on his next attack. That's a fucking 6, baby. Alright. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, we're actually going to roll to see how the Displacer Beast reacts to all this because you have dropped him below half hit points and it's just a continuation of his previous spell like he's just been keeping the cantrip going basically so it's just a constant blitz of snow and like shards of ice adam gotcha gotcha okay so yeah it's it's feeling like it's tired of the shit and you see it kind of start to phase in and out of reality quicker kind of like bouncing you know Almost like it's uh, moving, like, it's staying in one spot right now before it takes its action, but it's almost like it starts vibrating. It's like, like, it starts jumping, like, at a di- significant distance away from itself when it does this. So, yeah, this like, is like, this is like how uh, Reverse Flash fucking made multiples of himself in the Flash universe, just, like, bouncing back and forth between the same location. Like an after image. That, like, yeah, kind of like that. Fucking That's kind of what you're did. seeing here. Yeah, yeah. So he... Uh, He's getting super fucking freaked out, right? And you hear in the background Patrick's voice again. Oh, come on, beastie. 
don't disappoint daddy now. And actually, uh, all of you can make a investigation check real quick to see if you notice where this voice is coming from. I got this. I got this. <laughs> I also got this. Not 20. <laughs> oh, all right. That'll fucking do it. That'll do it. Oh my God. <laughs> I got... Uh, it'd be 21. All right. So it doesn't matter. We're just going to say that you all noticed this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just to make this easier on you. Group investigation. Is, yeah, you do, yeah, we'll say group investigation. He is actually in a section of the catwalk that you didn't previously notice. Um, and he's inside a little room and is probably controlling the crane from there. You see uh, the displacer beast is pissed and it looks directly at Petri and just starts charging toward the stairs. It is halfway up the stairs at the end of its movement and it is just raging and ready to go right for his throat. For Petrids? Yes, that is the displacer beast's turn. Oh, shit! I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So, next up, we are back up at the top with Bertram. Uh, Bertram, you are in the path of this display. Just just to let you know. Yeah, my express goal is to not have that be the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, there, is there space <laughs> up here I can get to the side or duck behind a crate? Or I'm not sure what's uh, on the catwalk. Yeah, you, you can duck behind a crate. You can use your action to make a hide hide uh, action. Let's see. Could I? Okay. I, I am going to uh, try to hide behind the... Um, take cover and hide behind the box of crate. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and make that uh, stealth check. Uh, 16. And then um, I, as part as the actor feat, I have advantage on disguising my voice to be so, like someone else's. Um, and through my background, um, we've talked... Uh, about uh, <laughs> having some experience doing ventriloquism and throwing my voice. I would like to try to mimic Petrid's <laughs> voice. Yep, yep. Um, so one of the caveats of this is I can mimic speech of another person for the sounds made by other creatures that I've heard for at least a minute. Yeah, we'll say you've you've had dealings with Petrid. I'm pretty sure my monologue was more than a minute. So, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna try <laughs> my best to throw my voice over to where we now know Petrid is. Go, you stupid. Beast, just do as I say. So Henri, come here so I can punish you. Okay, yeah, yeah. It. Uh, give me a deception check with advantage on that one. Come on. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so one was a natural ten. The other was a natural nineteen. Uh, with with expertise brings it to twenty-seven. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. There cool. we go. Yeah, you seriously like you put it right in the path, and this displacer beast just glares menacingly right at Petra. She's like, you stupid beast, I didn't say that. Rah! He's getting angry and shit, like turning into the Smeagol. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, that's it for your turn. The 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 one, like, goon on the ground just fucking drops his crossbow and starts running. He's just standing, he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. This organization is going to the fucking toilet right now. So it run, he runs over to one of his other goons and, like, starts dragging him out of there towards the back door. Uh, so then we're on to the crane. So actually, he's going to try and swing the crane up towards the displacer beast and break the cap and kind of get him away from there. So we're going to see how he rolls on that. Ooh, and that's a fail. So he actually smashes it, but the displacer beast is able to dodge out of the way of it so he doesn't come crashing down. However, the crane has been destroyed in this process. I guess that's what I get for a net one. <laughs> All right. Ouch. So, yeah, uh, the crane is gone. It is Dirk's turn. You are currently Dirk. up. You're actually close to the uh, to the stairs because of where you ran off to. Okay. Um, and, yeah, what, what do you do with this? I'm going to try to move towards where I saw Bertram. Um, I'll pull out my, uh, my short bow. Ready a shot at whatever whatever ends up happening up there, just in case something happens and they're coming after us and just fire it off. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Alright, so you're just running an action. Are you gonna move back towards the door or Um, so that door is still the one door is still chained up. 
Is there yes, another, on the outside. Is there another entrance that is open? Or? Uh, you see that the other, like, uh, the goons, they're kind of running towards the back door that you initially entered from. Okay. Um, but it, that initially wasn't, like, a good idea because it was past the Displacer Beast and past the four goons. You guys kind of just discounted it without thinking. So. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of make my way towards, towards Bert that way, kind of, like, together in case shit comes down. So, assuming that I knew the area that he's hiding. Yeah, you, you knew where he was before he started hiding, and you're not you're not a displacer beast, so okay. you have a little bit of intelligence under your belt. Okay, so yeah, I'm just kind of readying that, and having uh, cool. having Zed keep an eye out for our flanks. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so then you have uh, that's it for your turn, and we move on to Adam's turn. All right. How far is the closest enemy to me at the moment? Uh, actually, you're like decent distance from everyone. It's like 70 feet to where the the goons are, because they're like way at the far end, and you're also kind of like laterally moved away as far as you could from the center. Okay, I will move within 60 feet of the nearest <laughs> enemy and okay. frostbite the fuck out of it. The ones that are running away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The nearest one. All right. That sounds good. Uh, go ahead and roll that. That's your... Uh, no, I roll it. That's yep. right. It's con save. Uh, pass. All right. Yeah, he, he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he's running. He's, he's getting out of there. Uh, that's it for me. Now, the fun begins. So the Displacer Beast uses its movement and charges directly towards Petrid. And when it gets there, Petrid <laughs> seems to latch the door shut, but it doesn't matter. The Displacer Beast leaps right at it, and it phases right through it. <laughs> Jesus. And the light that was in there goes dark. And the lights in this warehouse begin to flip as you hear the screams of Petra as he's stuck in this cage with this beast of his. Okay, so we're going to say that this is the end of combat. What are you guys doing to get out of here? Because this is still an unsafe place to be. I'm trying quickly and quietly move off of this catwalk and out the door. Um, I guess the back door, the only one we know about. I was going to say, I'm going to have Zed uh, fly into my shoulder, and I'll use my action to see through his eyes. It's dark in here now. I'll just kind of mm-hmm. grab onto Bertram and kind of lead him towards the exit, since I can see now. Cool, cool, okay. Zed on my shoulder. Wait, yeah, that makes nice. sense. Sounds good. Happen? So yeah, you guys start heading towards the exit. Uh, real quick, on my on my way to them, I'm actually gonna cast detect magic on myself, and uh, anything that that gives like a magical aura on my way out, I want to try to snatch it real fast. Oh oh oh, like within a, within a radius. Yeah, it's within thirty feet. Within thirty oh. feet. Okay. Anyway. Okay, I get you. All right. Um. So yeah, you guys are leaving. Um. You pass by a closed door on your way out down the hall, and you sense something within. Uh, we'll say that it is uh, evocation magic is what you sense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You can hear the screams of the Displacer Beast and Petrid behind. Can I see them behind us? No, no, you can't see. You guys are in a hallway right now, but you can hear them back in the main area of the records. Okay. It's still um, going on right now, but... If if the door is unlocked, I want to try to dip into that room. Okay, so the door is locked. Is Adam telling us about this at all? Because I'm, I'm not you would... that again. At the very least, you would hear Adam probably like wiggling the door handle uh, right just behind you guys, and he'd say, "Do we have time?" For this? Wait. I think we gotta get out of here. Are you sure this is worth risking our lives for? How well can you hide? Uh, against a displacer beast? That's questionable. All right, Adam will continue on. Okay, so you guys, you guys, uh, hurry on, um, and again, uh, you sense it again. Uh, you actually this time you sense alteration. And it's actually in the room that you went in the second time uh, where you got your fake ID. Is it accessible without needing to <laughs> unlock something? The door is unlocked. Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna duck in real quick, close the door behind me. Okay, so you duck in real quick and close the door behind you, leaving your friends in the hallway. Yep. Uh, if, okay. if they want to follow, obviously I'd let them, I'd let them in. That, but I'm just trying to be quiet that, at this point. Does that door have an exit or... Uh, no, it does not have an exit. It's just, it's just you're you're looking you at uh, the would-be uh, Davis's uh, office. Okay. 
Uh, and you actually, you can tell what it is now. It's that box. I'm going to fucking open it. <laughs> you open it. There's nothing in it. It's the box itself that's glowing with the energy. How big is it in total? Uh, we're going to say it's like a full chest size. Okay, so we'll <laughs> say okay. it's like... Too big for me to carry. You got it. Yeah, I mean, it's not too big for you to carry. It's just... You're not going to be sneaky with it. I have a nine, <laughs> I have like a nine strength, so like carrying oh, it yeah, is yeah. actually you cannot carry this by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> this is questionable. Yeah, you'd be dragging it literally. All right, I'll fucking back out. I'm out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, so you back out, and they're like, "What? What the fuck?" <laughs> I just I just keep going. I don't even. I don't even. Why I don't even. You? Fine. Look at them. I'm just out. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> book it. Book it. Book it. All right. So you don't sense anything else as you run out. Uh, and there's actually, you see a couple goons standing outside. They're like smoking pipes, like just chatting. They're chuckling, they're chuckling to themselves. And they see you're like, hey, hey, where are you going? Get but, back here. As you guys start running off. You better so run that displacer beast's angry. What? What? Okay, go ahead and make a group stealth check again. We'll see how well you guys can disappear into the night. Oh. Uh, can I try to help us in that endeavor by uh, throwing Petrid's voice again? My, my goal is to just have him help, help, from, be- from behind them, which is hopefully the opposite direction. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and make that deception check real quick. That is 15. 15, okay, yeah. Uh, so, um... Can I give it a little bit of help to casting Minor Illusion as the Displacer Beast roaring in there? Like, so... Yeah. With that, that's actually just enough uh, to make it work. So you do successfully, uh, they kind of, they're not really convinced when they hear Petrid's voice. You don't get it quite right. <laughs> but as soon as they hear the roar of the displacer beast, it's like, oh shit, he's getting attacked. Uh, so they, they turn and run back inside the warehouse. Um, so you guys are able to get away from them, but I still do need those checks to see how well you can slink into the darkness. Because there's other, there's guards and stuff around here too that could catch. 16. I got a 9. 22. Okay, so we will say that there were two successes, so you guys are good. Dope. All right, so you guys finally slink, slink around the corner into an alleyway and stop for a moment to catch your breaths. I'm going to take a look at uh, my two friends, it, <laughs> and I just I just see uh, Dirk's two out-of-socket fingers from when he broke his fall by stabbing a displacer beast. <laughs> I'm just going to reach over and uh, grab his wrist and then pull on his two fingers to reset him as I cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking resetting them. Oh god! The screams, the screams of Dirk, uh, ring out into the distance, uh, as we call it for this session. That that was <laughs> seven HP. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you're healed for seven HP, right, and so. you snap them fingers back into place. Uh, yeah, and uh, you guys have successfully not only gotten the ID that you were looking for, but defeated. The displacer beast. Well, kind of. We mostly defeat. We helped <laughs> the displacer beast defeat Petri. It is kind of what we did. Kind, of, <laughs> kind of, sort of defeated the displacer beast. <laughs> Guys, got what you were looking for. You look at this and you're like, "We can do this." That's what you feel. It's shit. Hope you guys enjoyed what you're listening to uh, this time. We'll be back with you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. We hope you've enjoyed this production, and we look forward to you coming back for more. If this is the first episode you are listening to, we encourage you to go back and listen to episode zero, where I lay out the particulars of the world of Nagonia and the fabled city of Agelfia, and then we take a brief moment to explain the characters that our players will be playing and a little bit more about them. If you like what you've heard, send your friends, family, and anyone else you want to, our way. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist. Feel free to reach out to us there and let us know what you think. Lastly, I want to thank my three players, co-hosts, and partners, Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, for bringing this dream together with me. I want to give a special thanks, again, to Nick 
for letting us use his song, Something For Now, as our intro and outro for the show. And of course, lastly, I want to thank BattleBards.com for helping us improve our show with their amazing background music that we use. Please enjoy episodes 0, 1, 2, and 3, as they have all been released to kickstart this series. We will be releasing a new episode every Sunday. Our next episode will be released on March 28th, so don't forget to mark your calendars. We can't wait to share the next episode of Dice Heist with you.